Several weeks ago, I had the privilege of going to the uh, dedication of the gym for Coal Valley Christian School. And, uh, well, after the dedication, I was in the foyer and I met several people. And uh, one of the men that I met was a pastor here in Boise and visited for a few minutes. And then he kind of wandered off and I visited some other people. And about 20 minutes later, he came back and he said, uh, Howard, you're an elder at Coal, right? And I said, yeah, that's true. And he said, well, I have a question for you. He said, I've heard that uh, there's a lot of big problems at Cole and a lot of people are leaving. And the question didn't bother me so much, but the implication bothered me that, uh, you know, everything's going wrong at Cole. And I I don't want to be a part of a church where we're known as having big problems and people are leaving. And that's just not true, totally, that people are leaving. But um, as I thought about it, I thought, you know, he is right. We have had some struggles here. We had, have had some crisis over the last several years. And if you've been here, you know it's been very, very difficult um, at times. And yet we've seen God work in the midst of that. Um, it's been confusing at times. I know I've said to the Lord several times, Lord, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> Where are you taking us? And um, I know some of you have said, Lord... What, what's going on with these elders? Where are they taking us? <laughs> and it's it's just been difficult. We've wondered what God's doing. And I know there's been a lack of confidence in our leadership as elders. Um, we've been accused of a lot of things. Some of them are true. Some of them are not true. But I've heard people say things like, uh, the elders really aren't providing leadership that uh, that we need. And where are we going? The elders don't seem to have a vision for us for the future. And they seem to be ununified and, and not really together as a board. And there's been a question about whether or not we're approachable or not. And, you know, we have struggled as elders at times. We've had to make some really hard decisions. And I think what's made it really hard is a lot of the decisions that we make are related to people, not just buildings and those kinds of things. And a lot of the decisions we've made have been involving people that we love and have known for a long time. So that's made it very difficult. And as we've made some decisions, uh, our desire is always to follow Christ and, and to encourage you and to lead you. But we were talking about this the other night at a meeting. At times we haven't made um, the decisions quick enough. We haven't led well at times. We haven't always communicated with you very well what's going on. And at times... Um, when we've wanted to encourage you, we've seemed to discourage you. And I want to apologize on behalf of the elders. We talked about that. We're really sorry for the times that we have not encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and in your faith and the times that we have frustrated you. And it's been difficult for us. It's been very humbling at times. And uh, that's okay. God's really working in our lives and breaking us and making us better leaders and better men. And I know a lot of you pray for us, some of you every day. Continue to pray for us, that God would continue to do his perfect work in us. We, we appreciate that. They've asked me to share because I think of the elders on the board. I've struggled most with sort of the direction that we're going and wondering if um, I should even stay at Cole. And so I took a leave of absence for about a year, and my wife and I said, we're just going to pursue the Lord and see what he has for us, um, because I'm getting older, I'm in the last quarter of my life, I want it to count, I want to be involved in a significant way in what God's doing for his kingdom. And it was a struggle, it was really hard to, to take that year 
to do that. But uh, what kept coming up in our minds was, we love this church. <laughs> we love the people who are here. Our closest friends go to church here. And we've always felt that uh, as a church, we're a family, as dysfunctional as we may be, like most families. Um, and God kept leading us to come back and to be involved and be part of the solution and not part of the problem. And so uh, made a decision to go back on the board and uh, to get back involved. And one of the things that I know some of you have struggled with is our leadership model, this multiple leadership I haven't really struggled with that because I think it's very biblical that we have multiple leaders. But how that works out in our body, that's another thing, and we're still in process of seeing how that works out. But for me, I was so focused on how that worked out, I, I lost sight of some other things that are more important. And I think three or four weeks ago, I, I don't remember how long ago, it was in an elders meeting that God spoke very clearly to me that I was focused too much on working out all the details of the model. There are other things that are more important. And it was humbling. And, and yet I saw my whole attitude change towards some of the men and some of the things that we'd been doing. And I think Paul summed it up best in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, what, what happened to me. He says in verse 10 of chapter 1, he says, I exhort you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree, and that there be no division among you, but that you be made complete in the same mind and in the same judgment. Paul says, I want you to be, be united. And what is it that is going to unite you? It's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the most important one. It's about having a relationship with Him. His name is the only name that's powerful enough for all of us to come together under as a diversified group of people to be able to love one another and encourage one another. We share in common His life, and that's what we want other people to share in um, outside of this body. And so He's really the ground of our unity, and He's the most important one that we need to look to. Our programs are important. Leadership is important, vision is important, but all of that doesn't work unless the Lord is changing people's lives. I still have strong, I call them convictions, they're more like opinions, <laughs> about what the leadership should look like, and so do other elders, and that's okay. It just depends on how we promote and share those strong feelings and convictions that we have, because our desire is to see God lead us and to go where God really wants us to go. Paul says in about verse 12 of 1 Corinthians why we need to be unified. He says, so that the cross of Christ would not be made void. The idea is so we're to be unified so that the cross would not lose its power or lose its effectiveness. It's the cross. It's Christ. It's the resurrection that changes our lives and lives in people that we have a chance to share with. That's the most important thing. So what did I say to this uh, pastor who asked me this question? Well, what I told him was, uh, I assured him, I said, you're right, we do have problems, and we've been through a rough stretch. But uh, what we've seen is God has been faithful to us through the whole thing. And I, I said, you know, God's doing some real healing, 
There have been strained relationships. There's some difficult things that we've gone through. But God is working in our lives, and, and He's bringing us more together. And there's a real healing that's going on. I told him that there's a real evidence of a moving, that the Spirit is moving among us. Uh, evidence of that that I haven't seen at Cole for a long time. The Spirit's always working. He's always ministering to us. But there's a real sense that, that He's doing something among us that, that we haven't seen before. And I told him to, I said, you know, as an elder, I am more excited about where we are and who we are and where we're going than I've been in a long time. Brian Elliott's going to come up and share with us uh, what God's doing. Good morning. My name is Brian Elliott. I am the uh, most recent addition to the elder board, appointed to the board a couple months ago. I've been uh, actually sitting with them for over a year and a half, and and we've been attending, my wife and I have been attending Cole for close to five years. I'd kind of like to give you insight uh, into where we are right now uh, with some personal observations and, uh, and, and also as it relates to my current ministry oversight with the junior high. Uh, I want to make sure that I under, you understand that I won't be able to be all conclusive in dealing with all the ministries or everything that's going on, either their unofficial ministries or the official ones. That just take too much of a long time. But I do hope that as I talk about these different things, that you see some of the things that I see as a, as a newcomer to the church. And that's how God is working in his body, as how, as how he unfolds his story in personal lives. Stories like uh, Mr. Ron Selly. When I came on to the uh, board, uh, started sitting with the board, Ron was an elder at that time. And one of the conversations that uh, came up was Ron had been uh, considered leaving his job at HP and going into training, and we knew he was gifted, and we, we tried to figure out if there's a way that we can incorporate him into our ministry here at Cole. And it just the timing just was not accurate. And so uh, Ron said goodbye to us. We sent him off with his blessings to, uh, to go to uh, learn some Bible, and we were never sure if he was ever going to make it back here. But God's timing is perfect, and here they are today in a wonderful and needed ministry. And uh, just doing great things there. That's one of his stories. And there's a stories like uh, Mr. Mark Wood, and I hope I get it right this time, Mark. Promising military career, and God said, no, that's not where I want you to be. And Mr. Wood obeyed. And he stepped into Christian education. And this past month we celebrated uh, a new gym on a miracle campus named after Mr. David Hazen, one of the founders and one of the pastors of the church who had a vision for Christian education, for Christ-focused education. And there's stories of corporate celebration, too. Many of you were a part of the missions conference that we just held this past summer, where we gathered the body of Christ from Cole from across the world, and they told their stories about how Christ is working in their lives and in their places. And I'll admit it, I think, didn't some of you sense that God was kind of piquing your interest in mission, saying, maybe that's something that I could do someday. Maybe that is something that I could set aside a vacation. Yeah, I see the smiles already. God is moving in your hearts as well. Celebration of the concert of prayers we've twice now have met to, uh, as a body to just uphold and uplift the needs and just to worship together. God is moving our hearts to worship and to praise. Our worship times, we've set aside special times just to come in and to, to acknowledge our, our great God and to understand Him and to, uh, just to, to worship. And we have the women's ministry, the celebrations we are yet to anticipate as God is doing a great work in their ministry. 
They're heading down to Salt Lake City to hear a Beth Moore conference. I understand two vans of women, four-hour trip. Can you imagine the stories we're going to get back from that one? Good stories. We also have the stories of individuals like John Dobson and Ralph Turner who were in the ministry for a long time, and, and then when the opening came about, they stepped up and said, Here I am. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to do it. And it seems that we've really not missed a beat as that ministry continues on. The ministry of uh, the stories of uh, Val Tucker and Donna Williams, as uh, as they stepped in at a late hour to take over that children's ministry, they were willing to do so. And today, for for a long time, since it's been a long time, we have a fully staffed Sunday school. And that's part of your story as well, as we have asked and as, as you have responded to God's tugging at your heart to step up and say, yeah, I'll, I'll help out. I will do that, yes. And that story is not yet finished either as we continue to search for a full-time uh, children's ministry, minister, children's pastor. Uh, Donna and Val do have the opportunity to apply for that job. If they feel God is leading them there, they both have indicated that they're not quite sure which way it's going at this point. But that's definitely an opportunity for them. And so we will continue to seek God's will for a full-time youth pastor or full-time children's pastor. And again, that story is not yet quite done. And then there's 117 other stories, too, as we take a look at the service ministry. 117 because that's how many of you had volunteered to step in and to love up on each other, whether it be fixing a house or or uh, babysitting, or, or moving somebody. And one of the interesting things which leads to my part is of those 117 in junior high uh, about a month ago, I asked the kids, do you know what the service ministry is all about? And they kind of looked at me with that blank stare. And so the next Sunday we had Andy from the service ministry team come in and kind of share. And uh, just a couple weeks ago he said, I asked him, well, how'd that go? And he says, we had 10 volunteers from junior high who signed up. Isn't that awesome? God is moving in their hearts as well. And that kind of leads me to the story that's happening as I see it unfold, as I've been working with a junior high all summer. And I just wanted to share some of the God things that have happened there. You're seeing some of them take place behind me, just some fun times. But uh, ministry of the adults, people just stepping up and volunteering to teach, to lead, to hold Bible studies. Men and women who uh, love the Lord and who love kids and who just want to serve. We have college kids who stepped in to play and, and they just wanted to do things. We have the kids. You know, right now we have a kids that, there's kids in there that are running the sound booth. There are kids there who want to worship and want to be leaders in the worship as they take, take, uh, uh, take that lead and take and respond to that. There's also just one that kind of strikes my heart is uh, in, in one Saturday night I was preparing for worship for the Sunday service the next day. And uh, 10 o'clock at night I got a phone call from one of, the, uh, one of the college kids. And they said, do you have music planned out for tomorrow? And it was one of those tough Sundays. Said, no. Would you mind if I go ahead and did it? And tears kind of started coming. That, that would be fine. And the next morning, the worship was sweet uh, to such an effect that uh, as, as the worship was going on, a couple of the people who lead the worship out here came into the room and just kind of, wow, that's awesome. See, God's doing things. 
in, in the youth ministry, we also, one of the things that he's doing is uh, he's bringing on uh, Corey Freeze. He's going to be our new youth pastor starting October 15th. We're excited for him to come on board as we look at that ministry and how that's affecting it. See, we think God's at work. Would you go ahead and play that clip? This is a clip from, uh, from the Chronicles of Narnia. They're attending to the witch's house. And you know what they say, there's few that go through them gates that come out again. Fish and chips. <laughs> but there is hope, dear. Lots of hope. Oh, yeah, there's a right bit more than hope. Aslan is on the moon. You want to see the rest of it, I know. <laughs> I'd like to be able to say that as an elder board, we have not made any mistakes. I'd like to say as an elder board, we have planned out a ministry and looked to the future and were able to follow it. Personally, I'd like to be able to say that if I do certain things, God is going to respond. But that's not the way God works. See, what I can do is just give testimony to the fact of how I see God working now. God is directing our steps. He is calling individuals into service. He is moving people's hearts to take the steps of faith that five years ago or three years ago or even one year ago they never would. Aslan, God, is on the move. Uh, we have some of our pastoral staff who are going to come up and share their stories. I believe it's Val... And Donna, here they come. Well, thanks, Brian. Um, as we, as you know, we are Valerie and Donna, and overseeing the children's ministry. And um, currently, we are doing the happy dance in the children's ministry. We're not going to exhibit it for you up here, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's the brief version. But um, we are just really flying high because we have just this past month um, just really seen God dumping blessings in our ministry. I told Donna I might get emotional. but um, And his presence has been very evident um, just throughout and just very real. And I would like to see a show of hands of how many of you this past month have been praying specifically for the children's ministry and the needs of that ministry. I want to say thank you because God has heard those prayers and he has answered them. And as Brian said, today all of our classes are fully open. And we're not quite full, Brian. We still need four more people, and I know they're sitting out here somewhere. But we have 78 people who have signed up to work in the children's ministry. And there are just four more openings, and we will be fully staffed. And what I would like at this time is any of those 78 people that are working with our 0 to 5th grade, just to stand up so we can just recognize you and say thanks. And we do want to say thank you for stepping up. And it's interesting how Brian was um, sharing about stories, and this is kind of how we've seen God's unity working. But I also had a story that I wanted to share um, that a lady... She's one of those 78 that she shared with me Wednesday night um, at the prayer meeting. And she was saying how this year, you know, she just really felt God pulling at her heart to work in the children's ministry. And the week before she had signed up, she was walking down the Sunday school class hallway and just hearing those laughing voices. You know, she said it sounded like a party was going in there and on in there. And she said, you know, 
the thought was, you know, what a treasure, you know, that the world tries to take away from us, but, you know, the treasure of these children. And so she signed up to work in Sunday school, and because this was where God wanted her, but it kind of felt a little bit like a chore. You know, she was being obedient, and she had a surgery situation coming up in a month or two, and it was kind of like, well, God, I, I don't know how this is going to work out. I'm all maxed out, you know, kind of those dialogues we have with God when you feel like he's dragging you in there, but um, when he wasn't dragging her in there. She was going willingly and obediently, but just, you know, had these thoughts going through her mind. And I think what it was was, you know, she was expecting to give. Well, she got in there, and she had only been in there two Sundays by the time she was sharing this with me. And as she said, she said, it is pure joy to be in that classroom. She says, I'm being blessed beyond measure by these children. And you could just tell in talking to her the wonder of it. She, she wasn't expecting this. She wasn't expecting to be getting so, back, so much back when she was giving out. And um, she was talking how, you know, these kids are just sponges. They're just soaking it in. And she felt like it was such a privilege to be a part of this and to be able to share her faith and, you know, hopefully lead some of them to Christ that aren't there. And pure joy just kept coming up in this conversation with her. And I think if you talk to any of the people involved with children's ministry for a number of years, that's what it is. It's that joy of serving. And our prayers for the new ones that are coming in, you know, that they will experience that joy also. And so that's just a little bit of a story of how this ministry, you know, is impacting, impacting people and how God is using it in their lives. And so Don is going to give a little bit of insight into what our plans are for these coming months and kind of where we're headed with the ministry. So. Good morning, church body. Do you know what Val and I have observed these past few weeks in the children's ministry? Well, let me sum it up for you from God's Word. For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 12.12. I have seen God reach out his loving arms, the feet that he's prepared us with, the eyes, the ears, the mind that all of you have provided in teaching the children in this children's ministry. It has been beyond any blessing that I could have ever expected. And regarding those blessings, the, regarding our classes and the status of our classes is that we opened the two and three-year-old combined second-hour class for the first time this morning. And there are five willing and able bodies in there to help this morning. That is such a blessing. We also, for the first time today, opened a first-hour fourth-grade class because of the willing heart of, some teacher, of a teacher and a helper, and I do say that singular, because we still need one more teacher and we need one more helper for that class, because the vision is for missions, and that class is focused on missions. So we are wanting God, watching him and how he's going to use that so we can provide our fourth graders with a mission to fill their hearts with what they've learned this summer through the Missions Fest. We also have seen... Um, or, or another need that we have is that because we have multi-talented uh, people that are part of our staff, one of our helpers, helpers also needs to be part of the band. So we're needing a, a first-hour uh, helper for the fifth grade. So those are our needs, a fifth-grade helper, um, fourth-grade, these are both first-hour, a fourth-grade helper and teacher, and then also, no, there's one other one, and I, it's, I, it's escaping me. But those are, that's exciting news that we have to tell you about our classes. We've also some other things that we have going on that are new. If you'll notice, we have name tags. And this is for the benefit of you, the parent, so that when you drop off your child, you know who you're giving your child to. 
We want you to be able to say thank you to them, and we want you to be able to know who they are when you pass them in the hallway. That is something new we've started. We also have uh, started a monthly Sunday school staff meeting, which we have enjoyed so much. It's a mutual encouragement. I mean, we come to encourage them, and they end up encouraging us. You know how that works in the ministry. Uh, We pray together. We have team time for planning, and we also get to share ideas of what works in the classroom, what doesn't work in the classroom. Other new things that we have for this year is for you parents. We are very um, interested in having a a newsletter, a calendar, a type of information for you to be able to use with your children, such as a prayer calendar to how to pray godly characteristics for your children. This is something that we're wanting to implement. And another item that we would like to request from the parents is we would like for you to volunteer in your child's class one time per quarter. Why? Well, we want you to get to know your children's friends. We want you to have the opportunity to serve the Lord Jesus in their class. We also want you to be able to supplement the teaching at home because you're going to know what's taught on Sunday mornings. It also gives you an opportunity to pray and know how to pray for your child's class. What else is going on that's new, you ask? We are starting this year, we have a, we're going to have a harvest party this year. A harvest party is going to be a great alternative to Halloween. We've had uh, three very able ladies come forward who are interested in helping their children build relationships, not just on Sundays, but let's grow that. Let's do it with the harvest party. So we're going to have booths right here in this room. You can come. You can have your face painted. You bring your children of all ages. We're going to have a ring toss, a cakewalk. It's going to be unlimited in the amount of booths that we're going to have. And what we're seeing through this is that the ministries are being united to come underneath the children's ministry. Uh, to work alongside us because we've had all kinds of groups that have been wanting to help with the harvest party. And also, have you heard about our Cole Kids Club? It's new. It is new. And we are excited because these, these same parents that are coming forward are wanting to have this opportunity for their kids to, to see each other other than just Sundays. So we're going to have at least one time a month. Uh, sometimes it will be a game night. Sometimes they might go bowling. Sometimes it might be a movie. But this is an opportunity for kids to get together. So we're going to group the kindergarten through second grade together, and we're going to group the third through fifth grade together and have them come and meet and build relationships and get to know each other because that's been one of our goals for Sunday school is let's build relationships with our church and our church family. And I know that you're interested in helping out. So what God did, because neither Val nor I put this in the bulletin this week, but if you'll flip very conveniently in your bulletin, you'll see that there's a sheet, an insert there, that you can check off what you're interested in helping with. Because I can't make all those cakes by myself for the cakewalk. So I need your help. So please fill that out. Put it in the offering plate, or you can put it in the slot by the office. But we appreciate how many of you have stepped up to serve the Lord Jesus with us in the children's ministry. Well, good morning. My name is uh, Ron Selle. I'm the young adult pastor. I serve with the young adults here at Cole. And um, Brian shared with you a little bit earlier, a little bit about my story. Um, My family and I, we came to Cole in uh, 1992 when we moved here from Tacoma. And we moved to Boise in that time frame and... um, just really felt drawn, I would say, to this church, uh, through the teaching, through just the fellowship that we found here. Um, just, I felt really warmly greeted at that time as well. And over these years, I, I have had really just an awesome, I guess I would say, opportunity and privilege of serving in a couple of different ways. 
Uh, for a while, I was involved with a high school ministry and served as a volunteer staff there. And then um, years later, I uh, had the opportunity to serve as an elder here. It was fairly brief. And then as Brian said, um, Wendy and I and my family, we went away for about a year to do some further study at uh, Western Seminary. And then I was called back as the college pastor. And I think I share that with you only just to, I guess, maybe give you a little bit of insight of my background and also maybe a, a unique perspective maybe I have in that I have been away and I have come back and I've had an opportunity to see some different churches and see some different fellowships and also just to see, I think, a change that I would say I, I feel that is underway here at Cole and I'm very excited about. And let me just share briefly in that. First of all, um, I have a really strong sense, as we've been sharing this morning, that God truly is leading and he is moving in our church body. One of the things that struck me, and Brian touched on this earlier, was just uh, Missions Fest this year. This sense of unity, really, amongst the body. And the way I saw it was, is it's like, was we turned our eyes and our focus together on what God is doing throughout the world, there was like this strong sense of us being drawn together into really, truly his plan and his purposes for the world, his kingdom plan, his kingdom purpose. And there's a sweet kind of sense of unity that I saw amongst us as a body that was awesome to see. And it just was an encouragement to me. I've seen it in terms of um, staff. Uh, you guys, I am just so blessed to be a part of this staff here at Cole. This group of people, this group of pastors and, and administrative staff and everybody who helps out and our leaders, there's this, this strong sense I have of us just coming together in a real heart of unity, of being drawn together truly in the unity of the Spirit. Um, I see it in the way that we pray for one another, the way we love one another in our staff meetings, the way we encourage one another. I see it in us being able to be, I think, vulnerable with one another. And I see trust being built up. I think I can say, honestly, for every one of these pastors that I serve with, we are excited to just be here. We're excited to be here and to be serving this awesome body known as Cole Community Church. And so I see it in that way also, just a strong sense of unity. Let me share with you a little bit of what I also see God doing in the young adult ministry, which is a little closer to, uh, to my area of responsibility. I remember, um, so I just started in June of this year. And um, in July, I gathered together the, the young adults, if you will, that have hung in here over this last year through sort of a tough season of not having a shepherd over them that um, was really, if you will, just you know, watching over them and, and leading them and, and loving them up. As I listened to them, I heard their hearts. I gathered them together and I asked them, you guys, help me understand, where, where are your hearts? Where are your heartfelt needs? And what I, what I described it as is, what are the things that you know in your heart of hearts would truly be drawing you into a deeper relationship with the Lord Jesus? What are those things that you desire? You, you know, a mentor, Bible study. And as I listened to them, 
here's, here's some of the things that I heard. One of the first things I heard them say was, Ron, I really desire to just grow deep in the Word. I really want to just draw close to the Lord. I want to understand the truths that are there. I also heard, Ron, I really desire to have a mentor in my life. This one I thought was great because one of the notes that I received and one of the comments I received was someone over 40. So in other words, they're looking to that older generation to enter into their lives and to speak into their lives and to be a mentor to them. I also heard them desiring fellowship together and really having a heart to come together in, in, a, in a community, if you will, of um, college-age, young adult people. And there's also this aspect, too, of just wanting to hang out together and, be, and have some fun together. And definitely there's, there's a heart of service there, which was awesome to hear them describe. They really have a desire to not only serve in our body and in the various ministries that we've been hearing about this morning, but they really have a desire to serve in this community as well, to truly make an impact and make a difference. And as I listened to them, I thought, wow, Lord, I mean, how are we going to, how are we going to shepherd them? How are we going to love them? How are we going to help to grow this ministry to be what you want it to be? And here's what I've seen, you guys. I have just watched... God faithfully provide for this ministry. And like I say, it's only been since July. And let me just tell you a little bit of what I've seen. Um, First of all, as we began to think about how do we potentially start building some community with one another, we thought about a night service. Nights seem to work for this generation as opposed to mornings. So, um, (laughs) which I'm learning how to do myself better. Um, you know, it's like, okay, so we wanted to have some worship. We wanted to have that kind of fellowship. We wanted to be teaching the Word. And it was awesome to see God raise up gifts and talents within this small group of people who are talented to help lead us in worship. And so there we were, able to start a Saturday night service. And so in mid-August or so, we began that Saturday night service and began to fellowship with one another, and I've truly watched, if you will, this group come together and, and just love one another and grow in fellowship and community with one another. Then we also started thinking about how do we start designing, if you will, ministry in these other areas around how do we have service and outreach activities because we really have a heart to want to reach out to our community. And, and I can say, as we kind of wrestled with that and we were scratching our heads trying to figure that out, through one of our, our young adults, he really, we had all been praying about this. We'd met several times, but we were scratching our heads. God really laid it on his heart, if you will, a design for us to think about in terms of ministry. And as we've worked towards that design, holding on to it loosely, what I've seen is God just faithfully provide and raise up the people in this group to begin to fill some of those roles for, for outreach activities for service. And it's been awesome to watch the gifting, if you will, that's in this group begin to come together in a way that I could have never designed it. I could have never designed it to be that way. It just gives me this strong and incredible encouragement in knowing that God's hand is on this ministry. And just a really strong encouragement to me. I've seen him also raise up adults who just have come to me and said, Ron, I don't, I don't know 
what, what exactly this is going to look like, but I really have a heart to just mentor young people. So as you move down the road and you're thinking about that, just keep me in mind. I want to mentor some of these young adults. But you see what I'm saying? God is just faithfully moving in hearts and bringing them, people forward to serve in this ministry in ways that I could have not even imagined. He's also raised up people to help us lead Bible studies. And we're going to be getting Bible studies underway here um, this week, uh, starting on Thursday nights. So I just wanted to share with you just how greatly I'm encouraged by what I see the Lord doing in um, this young adult ministry. Please, um, if you know of some young adults that aren't plugged in anywhere, uh, please point them in my direction. I'd love to spend some time with them and share with them what uh, we're doing here at Cole Community. So thanks for your time. Would you turn in the word to Exodus 16? The Lord has been leading his people, us, through the desert and has been teaching and helping his people to learn to walk. And along the way, as a spirit of complaint started to permeate, now yeast started to spread across the whole of the Israelite community, God, instead of rebuking them, responds with grace. They say they are hungry, and he rains down bread from heaven to fill them full of himself. And God has been leading his people to learn to trust, to learn to see that he is their provision. And he has been meeting their need. Starting in verse 23. And he said to them, this is what the Lord has commanded, tomorrow is to be a day of rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until morning. And so they saved it until morning as Moses commanded, and it did not stink or get maggots in it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather. But on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather it, and they found none. And then the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commands and my instructions? Bear in mind that the Lord has given you the Sabbath, and that is why on the sixth day he gives you bread for two days. We left last week where God had rained down again bread from heaven, and the people of Israel said, Manha, what is this? And the name stuck. Manna, what is this? And the response was, this is the bread of the Lord from heaven. This is what is to fill you. And God commanded Moses and Aaron, he said, tell the people to draw near to me. I love that about our Lord. We just kicked him in the gut, saying, where's your provision, God? You brought us out here to die. And he says, tell the people to come draw near to me. And he turns our face. And this is what I think, 
when people ask, what's going on at Cole? Pastors in the community, whoever, ourselves. He says, I am turning you toward the wilderness, and it is there you shall see the glory of the Lord. And I think that's what he's doing with us. And in the middle of that, he is our provision. He is meeting our needs. I am the bread of life. And we've just heard from several of the pastors and elders what God is doing in our midst. Do you see the bread raining down? With our young adult ministry, Ron and Wendy, just blessing that ministry. With Val and Donna, just full of God's just faithfulness and, and love for the Lord and their love for children, and it's just permeating our children's ministry. And again, thank you. We see what God's doing, and seriously, one of my best friends, <clears throat> Corey Freeze. And so for me, this is a total delight, because we've walked 16 years of life together. And he gets to partner with me and the rest of these guys and gals and, and love our high school and junior high and youth ministry. You're not going to find much better. I know him well. God is raining down bread from heaven, and he's meeting our needs. But you know what? We, like the Israelites, we go, but wait. Is this really going to meet us? And I need to sneak out and I need to look for manna so that I can gather it so that just in case God doesn't meet us where we're at. And I think that's where God is working on us. We in our flesh go, well, what's next then? Yeah, thanks for all this, but what's next? And how are we going to make it tomorrow? And I think he's trying to bring us to a place where we go, Lord, you have been faithful every day while we are sleeping. You rain down bread from heaven. And we go and, and we just gather. And we are filled to the full with the bread of life, Jesus Christ. I think he's trying to bring us to a place like my little three-year-old Alex. Every morning... Right around seven-ish, I get a tug on my hand as it kind of hangs over the bed. Dad, I'm hungry. And so I get up, and I, you know, I can't see a thing without my glasses, and I'm kind of groggy-eyed. And he pulls me by the hand, and he leads me into the kitchen. And you know what he knows? He knows that he will be provided for. He has no doubt in his mind that every day I'm going to drag Dad out of bed and I know I'm going to get a Pop-Tart or something like that. <laughs> God is raining that down in our lives. But you know what's so sweet? He can just rest in that. He gets a good night's sleep every night. He wakes up knowing that his, God, his Father is His provision, like God is our Father and our provision. He's the bread of life. And that we would learn to be thankful. Thank you, God, for meeting our needs at Cole Community Church. We have needs. We want to minister well here. Thank you. And he has provided for this church, and he is. Bear in mind, it is the Lord who gives us the Sabbath. 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He is the one who makes me, leads me, to lie down in green pastures. And remember how it goes, and he sets up a banquet table in the midst of our enemies, that we might sup there. The Lord, I think, is calling us to rest, Cole Community Church, to rest in him, to take Sabbath, and just to respond, to be still and know that he is God. He is the lover of our souls and lover of this church. And that while we are sleeping, he is still our provision. He is at work. Let me leave you with these two psalms. Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you, whole community church, members of this body, he who watches over you, he will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber or sleep. He is always at work in our lives, always refining us, always moving us to follow him, always calling us to draw near, always being our provision. He never slumbers. And I think a reminder to us in leadership and as we try to go, Lord, what do you have for this church? Psalm 127 really speaks to my heart. Unless it is the Lord who builds the house, the builders labor in vain. It's not all this activity. It's not just doing program. It's, Lord God, what do you have for us so that we might be available to serve? Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. It is in vain that you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. Oh, that we would know that God is at work, that we would rest there. And the psalm says, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Our Heavenly Father is our provision. And now he has called us for a time to rest. Be still and know that he is God. Thanks, Rod. You've heard a number of ministries from different people. Uh, I wish we could share so much more because God is at work. He is moving at coal in so many different ways, and it's such an encouragement to me. Um, the question now is, where is he taking us? What does the future hold? And uh, I wish I could tell you exactly where coal is going to be in five years, but you know, we've discovered through our study in the book of Exodus that God doesn't let us know the big long-term picture, does he? He doesn't in your personal life, and he doesn't for us as a church either. But what he does call us to do is to follow the fire, to follow the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, to keep our eyes on him, to respond to him, to trust him, as Rod was talking about, and keep listening and following him. So that's our job. We have, over the years that I've been here, at times had a five-year plan, and we had a building program in place at one point. We've done various things, and God has closed various doors, guided us different ways, because he has a plan that's bigger than anything that we can see. And that's why, as far as exactly where we'll be, we don't know, but we can promise you 
as elders and as staff, we will keep our eyes on him. We will keep responding to him. We will keep seeking his face for Cole Community Church. Um, I will say that doesn't mean we don't plan, because we do plan. We have had plans, and God has guided us through those. We had a plan a year ago to make three kind of major changes in ministry. Two of those have already happened through hiring Ron Selle, through some changes in the youth ministry. And we're working out now the third part of that plan that God gave us, which is how do we do a better job with pastoral care. So we do make plans. We do seek him. But ultimately, we have to keep our eyes on him and follow him. We are committed, though, to certain principles he's led us to. You can be absolutely sure that that God has given us guidance as elders, as staff, that we are called to have a unique footprint at Cole Community Church. Every church is a little different. Ours has to do with making disciples. It's equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. We are committed to the principles that we will be a strong teaching church, that in all our ministries we will seek to build people up in Christ, to grow you up so that you, the saints, can find a place to serve the Lord in ministry so that you can use the gifts he's given you, that as you grow, you're motivated to serve. And so all our ministries are tuned towards that, to growing you up and giving you opportunity and helping you step out and serve, whether it's here at Cole or whether it's in our community or in the world at large. That's our passion. That's our calling. And we will do that in every ministry here at Cole. So I can promise you we are committed to those principles and we will be seeking his mind. So let me encourage you to look for ways to grow in Christ and to look for opportunities to serve, again, whether it's here or elsewhere in the community. But again, as leaders, we promise you that we will seek his face and we trust that he will continue guiding us as he has. He's a wonderful God and he loves to lead us. So let's pray together and uh, then we'll take the offering. Lord, thank you that you're a God who leads us who is committed to us. Help us, Lord, to have eyes to see what you're doing and to follow you. And Lord, we as leaders, but also as a body right now, we offer ourselves to you. We offer all that we are for your kingdom, and we pray that you would use us to further the growth of your people and to further the expansion of your kingdom in this world and in this community. And Lord, as we take the offering, we offer this to you, back to you as a reminder that everything we have is from you. And this is just a token of our love and our commitment to you. And we pray that you'd use it to further your kingdom and your ministry here at Cole Community Church and in this community and in the world at large. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. My name is Don Pettinger. I'm an elder here and also uh, one of the administrative pastors at Cole. And the elders are coming forward. We want to... uh, serve you communion this morning as a sign of our love and uh, dedication to this body. It's our privilege to serve here. We want you to know that. We love all of you. And uh, so this morning as we have communion together, there are a couple words that that God gave me over the weekend. Uh, One is family and the other is faulty. I appreciate Howard saying that... uh, We're a family, and families are dysfunctional, and that uh, we are. Um, We're missing part of our family. We, as elder, as uh, Howard also said, some folks have left Cole. Some folks have left the elder board. Some folks have left staff. 
Uh, we love them, and we miss them. Uh, but we have a staff and elders that, uh, that are still here that, again, love this body and are still serving here. And uh, I can tell you I dearly love both those groups, the staff, men and women, the elders. Uh, what a privilege it is to be part of a family together with the Lord and under his guidance, knowing that he is faithful. So uh, let's serve communion. As we do that this morning, let's think of family first as we, as we walk through this. 1 John 3 says, See how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God, and such we are. What an awesome truth that is. Let's consider it. What a great love the Father has bestowed. So as we take the bread this morning, uh, let it remind us that Christ uh, loves us, that he lived with us, that he died for our sins, and that he rose from the dead to conquer death forever on our behalf. We are all God's children and we are together the family of the Father. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So we are family, and we're also faulty. So as we take the juice together, let's be reminded that open and honest Understanding and confession of our sin to God and to each other is necessary for us and important and pleasing to our Father. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And Lord, thank you that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Our hope and our peace come from that, come from following you, Lord. Personally and corporately, it is you. You are the trustworthy one. We are faulty. We are incomplete. But you will show us the path. You show us the path so that we can walk together in it, Lord. We trust you for that, and we continue to ask you to lead us. And we'll be in step with you, Lord, in our own faulty ways, the best that we can. Thank you that we can trust you for all things. In Christ's name we pray this morning. Amen. Now, the elders and the staff, I'm going to ask them to come up on the stage and so you can see all the folks and see their faces, and Rod is going to close us in prayer this morning. Well, as we choose to follow the fire together, uh, we just really want you to know uh, that this is who we are. This is us, a bunch of broken pots up here that really love the Lord. We do. And we are seeking to serve him. Yeah.
Thank you for your kindness. We, again, together, um, we long to be obedient to Christ. And we wanted you to, to see who these folks are for a couple reasons. One is to just let you know, from all of us, uh, we love you. This is why we're here. We love the Lord. We are called as shepherds to Shepherd Cole Community Church. We don't just come here on Sundays just for the heck of it. Uh, our life is to be together. And it's really a joy, you know, the more we're around, it's, it's a real joy to, to look at lives and, and to realize the journey that many of us have been on together. It's because we love you. And again, we do. We love the Lord and are seeking his heart. We're longing to follow him for what he has for Cole Community Church, to be obedient to him. And I also want you to know something very clearly. This staff, these elders, they are sticking. They are committed. There is no whisperings of what's next for them. What's next for them is how do we love Cole Community Church better? You need to know that very clearly. They are committed. I am to you guys, to this body. Let me pray. Father, thank you for the life of family together. Thank you for leading us into the desert where we might see your glory. Thank you for your work in our midst, Lord Jesus, and all that you're doing and how you're, you're breaking us and refining us and how you are making us more and more in your image. And Father, we truly want to be made into that. And so, Lord, we ask for your leading. We ask for your wisdom, your guidance.